that focus is not a checkbox. Like there is no che- like there is no to do is like make sure people feel special. Check. Like- <laughs> Welcome to Event Profscast, a podcast built for you by Hubelo Technologies. And now here's your host, Rachel Moore. My dear, dear listeners, welcome to another episode of Event Profs Cast. How are you doing? No, seriously, I'm asking because I want to know. And if you're responding out loud to this podcast episode, that's perfectly okay. I mean, that's what I do when I'm listening to podcasts. Does that make me weird? Whether you're weird like me or your own brand of weird, you're you, and we appreciate you for who you are. It's why we take the time to bring you some pretty incredible thought leaders on this podcast. And this episode is part two of our discussion with HubSpot's community and advocacy manager, Christina Garnett. She's about to break it down for you how planning a webinar is not at all like building a community. Trust me, you'll be reacting out loud for this one. So let's get to it. Let's say that you're planning a webinar. Mm -hmm. One of the first things you're going to think about is like, what topics are valid? Are there any like trending topics or topics that we've heard our, our target audience mentioning multiple times that they clearly want, things like that. Mm-hmm. That's usually the viewpoint. So it's very much like, what do we think they would be interested in? Right. And if you're going to start building a community, it's very similar take, but you're just look instead of looking at like, what do they want? I think one of the best things to think about is give and take. I think that that's the one thing that it, it almost feels uncomfortable to say but community is give and take. So what I would think about is what are the all, all, what are all the possibilities that if I build this community, what are the opportunities for them to give? Do they want to give mentorship? Do they want to answer questions? Do they want to, um, do they want to volunteer for things? Do they want to be beta testers? Do they want to give their time? What, what do they want to do? But then mm-hmm. what do they want to take? Because there are some incredible people in your community and there will be people who only give. Like right. they just out of their, out of their heart, they will just give everything. But the majority of what you're going to see is takers. So you really need to figure out what are the opportunities for value? So what can I take from this? What can, what is the, what is the overall, like, what are the benefits of me even being in this room? Mm-hmm. And I think that you can apply that very similarly. Like, I feel like we understand what we need to be looking at, but we use it for evil instead of bad. Like, I feel like we've all gotten those spam emails where it's like, I can give you this target email list that features these kind of people. And I was like, so, you know, who I want to talk to, Mm -hmm. but you're doing it as the villain. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, but what if, but what if we could, what if you could get me in a room where I would want to be, but I'm not doing it in a shady way. I'm actually doing it in a holistic, genuine way. Like, I feel like we know what to do, but it's like, where's the shortcut? That's yeah. The, that's yes. The, that's the icky part. There's no shortcut yeah. if you yep. want to do it right, because yeah. people can tell, and it takes time to to create that trust. So what I would think is, I would make a list, honestly, of what's the potential benefits of being a part of this community. What can I take, and mm-hmm. then what could theoretically people give in order to make that community worthwhile for the business, for the community, for the fellow members? What does that look like? And mm-hmm. I find that. People are genuinely good if there's an, if there's an understanding of that give and take, Yeah. what are you asking me to do once I'm in the room? If I understand, I know what the rules are and I will play Mm -hmm. and I will do what I need to do. But if I don't know the rules and I don't get what I was expecting, even though that's not what you were even going to give me anyway, 
Right. Then that's when I can start a, that that's when I'm more likely to misbehave or mm-hmm. I'm more likely to leave, or I'm more likely to, to not really give what I thought I was going to give. I'm not really yeah. going to be invested. And so that transparency, that like long-term mm-hmm. transparency is incredibly important. And so mm-hmm. I would think about, let's say that you have an event coming up and you want to mm-hmm. create a community around it. What are the core values? Like what, what are the benefits of them going to that event? Who would benefit the most? What kind of people, what kind of personas would be most likely to benefit? And here's the thing that I think a lot of event people get wrong. Sometimes the people that they want to go to the event are not necessarily the people who will benefit most from the event. Right. We will chase titles like it is our job. <laughs> we will ch- we will chase names and then they won't do anything. Or we'll invite yeah. someone's like VIP to go to an event and then they never tweet about it or they don't post about it. And so it's like, thank you for coming. <laughs> but but why are you here? Yes, so it's like I, hmm. But I think, I think it's that really getting down and being incredibly transparent, even to the level where you feel uncomfortable being so honest. Yeah. At the core, like what is the minimum viable community? There's a really great um, site. If you've ever done a business canvas, which is like a business plan, but it's in like one sheet with these boxes, Mm -hmm. there's the community canvas. I didn't come up with this, but it's my, it's, it's what I always go back to as a root. Um, if you go to community-canvas.org, mm-hmm. you can print it out. It's completely free, but it asks you these like really foundational questions as to what is the minimum viable community. And it will have you ask questions that you would take for granted. You would skip over because it feels too basic, but you need those questions answered. Like you need a strong understanding of like, what are the rules? How do we communicate? Is there mm-hmm. a cadence? Who is this for? what is the purpose of this thing? Like, what is the why? Yeah. And it makes you really get down to that, like very deeply rooted foundational piece so that Mm -hmm. you have to be honest from the start, which I think is incredibly important. And then you can build and, and you're going to have to really evaluate yourself because if you are using these people and a lot of like, we're seeing this a lot with web three, they're building communities, but what it looks like is they created a discord channel (laughs) <laughs> and they, they want, they, they use a bot to welcome everybody. Yep. And then they only announce when they want to do a drop or they're trying to get people to do like, like spam messages for them and, and do tweets. But outside of, I need you to do this for me. There's no activity. There's no yeah. reciprocity yeah. and that's not community. And I think that a lot of people who are using community is a buzzword for web three they're going through the motions but they're doing everything is like what's the quickest way i could do this what is the quickest yep. way i could do this and i was like oh yep. it's gonna to do it well like you don't you don't ask someone to like help you move after you know them for a week right like, you know what the answer will be like <laughs> you have to build up to that you have to build yeah. up to those kind of level of favors and that's what community is is yeah. it's you over time you're like if i have a problem i know who i can ask If Mm -hmm. I need something, I know who I can ask, or if they want to, if they have an opportunity, I've, I've been in this community long enough that when a really cool thing could happen, they're like, it should be her, it should be him because I've built that trust that they understand that I can do what that, what that opportunity requires. 
And all of it takes time because trust isn't built in a day, but that's what, that's what, at the end of the day, what a community has to have is trust. Hey, so let's get real a second. Some of you right now may be thinking, look, we don't need a virtual event platform. Our video conferencing tool is just fine. Okay, sure. But you may not know that virtual events can help humans like you accomplish some mighty things in areas like mental health or education or hackathons or social activism or government. Unmuting yourself on a video is one thing. Immersing yourself into an experience is quite another. Take a look at Hublot's customer stories on our website and find out what's possible. Soon it may be you who realizes there's so much more to gathering than a video filter. Visit our customer stories at www.hubelow.com forward slash resources. I think it's just incredibly important for events to think if, if you answer that why and your entire why is I need the community so they'll sell tickets. If that's the only reason. Right. At what threshold of ticket sales are you going to give up? At what, uh, what threshold of ticket sales are you going to pull back and think like, I'm just not going to spend as much time on this because it's not giving mm. me what I expected at this time. Like really evaluate what the, what the reason behind the community is. And if it's more about you than it is about the community members, it's going to be really hard for it to be successful because there's going to be days when you don't want to do it. And this is the same thing. Like we talk about being passionate about our jobs right. or things that you absolutely love the things that you love. You could be sick. You could be tired. You could be hung over. You could be like, like <laughs> slammed with other work, but you will find the time to do it because there's a part of you that feels compelled that wants to, to do that work. Yeah. Community. I really think is a passion for people and you have to care about the people in that community, because if you don't care about them, then you'll do things to check things off a box. Yep. You won't do things because you genuinely want to, them to benefit. You genuinely want to take care of them. You genuinely want to make sure that their needs are taken care of. That, mm-hmm. that focus is not a checkbox. Like there is no, che- like there is no to do is like, make sure people feel special. Check. Like, <laughs> as much as we might wish there was. I no. mean, yeah, but it's, it really is like, you need to care. Yeah. And if you don't, if it's very much coming from a place of this has to benefit me, like that's the why. Mm-hmm. that motivation is going to be a barrier for you. Yeah, eventually you're right. It's not going to be enough. It's, it's yeah. there's going to be a wall and it's like, I'm going to do this up until this time. And if That's I right. don't see this amount of return, then I'm either going to stop or I'm just going to roll back a little bit and I'm not going to invest as much. And that's the last thing you should do with community. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's, that's so right. And I, I love that pointing out you're, you're setting yourself up for kind of almost self-predicting your failure then because yeah, you're like saying, I'm only going to do it up to this point. So if I don't get that, mm, not going to care. That's not community. That's not, Mm -hmm. that's not what you said about caring about the people and and having that, that investment and stuff. And I think we can all relate with that too, where it's like, uh, if you're, if you literally are looking at it like a chore and you cannot power through other obstacles to get something done because you believe in it enough, then, then maybe rethink it. But, um, and, and Christine, I know we only have a little bit more time with you. Um, mm-hmm. so we'll definitely have to have you back also, because I also want to hear how all your travels are going to go, um, for the, for the year and things like that. Mm-hmm. But, um, 
and also of course inbound with at boston mm -hmm. coming up too um so i always like to ask our guests a couple of questions uh just mm -hmm. to let the, us get a little know a little bit more about you so just in the last couple minutes we have you um mm -hmm. the first one we call it date or desk so okay. i'd like to know and it's not like a romantic date it's more like a calendar okay. thing so i'd, li I'd like okay. to know if there's something on your calendar your mm -hmm. schedule or if there's something on your workspace that would tell us a little bit more about you um i i have this little um it's it says it's a ball it says what's next which is like my favorite one of the lines from the west wing which was my favorite shows but that's like on my desk so do you have something you can share i do um anyone who follows me on twitter will not be shocked by this but i have um i have someone that watches over me on my desk um it keeps me honest and it's it's a little wanda oh love that makes so much sense for you yes <laughs> um but it's it's her at the very end where she's reading the dark hole and mm. i am i'm a ferociously a ferociously passionate person but i also i find that knowledge is power um mm. so whenever i feel powerless or whenever i feel like I'm stressed and I'm, I'm not in a position to make things taking, like get things taken care of. I always find myself in a book. I always, mm -hmm. whether it's like Jane Austen for comfort or it's Neil Gaiman for escapism, but I always, I always find that like a book will relax me. So mm -hmm. the pack, the fact that she is powerful, the pack, the fact that she is passionate, um, the fact that she's a mother of two, um, like me, um, that she loves that she loves magic she loves um and she loves learning she understands that in order to to be powerful she has to educate herself is incredibly important so it has to be it has to be my little wanda love wanda love it and so that segues nicely into the very last question um is there something you're reading listening to or watching right now that you cannot put down um i am going through and doing the audiobooks for sandman um, again, I've read them, but now I'm, mm -hmm. I'm doing the audiobooks because they're working on the show. Um, mm -hmm. and I absolutely like, I love all of Neil Gaiman's work. Like I just, nice. he is my, he's my favorite writer period. He just, nice. he continues to write worlds that I, even, even his apocalyptic worlds, I find myself intrigued and be like, well, mm -hmm. I'm sitting in an apocalypse now. Can I sit in that one instead? Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so it would have to be, it would have to be Sandman, um, uh, part one that I'm that I'm doing audiobooks for right now and I'm, awesome. I'm prepping for the Netflix show I'm very excited oh very excited I've got a lot and you, that's exactly right you have to love when a project's <laughs> going to come out and you're like okay I need to go read up and make sure and see if they're staying true enough in the adaptation oh I'm make sure sadly that up. person I'm such that person <laughs> <laughs> me too i i'm lord of the rings was my was my my mind and then the hobbit just went off on a rail and i'm like oh god oh the hobbit oh. is a nightmare I, i'm so sad <laughs> I i'm thoughts. so sad yeah it, was, it broke my heart i'm like wow oh okay and for those of you who are you know if you're like no the hobbit was great great i'm glad you enjoyed it you know but yeah the, if you, you want to have like that a true five minute cartoon from the 80s sure that, that was, was great that yes. was good totally three movies that should have been one no 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 not even <laughs> benedict cumberbatch's smoke could could make it better but yeah it's it's no. yeah so well with that um i know we're, we're out of time today but i so appreciate you being on the show and we will have to have you back on but um until we meet again hopefully maybe in person somewhere I uh I, 
right? I mean, it'd be great. And like I said, I, I will laugh. I laugh a lot in person and Good. as you can probably tell, but um, I, hear me I always, I always, I always try to fill my world with people who either laugh a lot or make me laugh, but I have to have laughter and music like yes. that's can't, can't live without either. Well, there you have it, folks. If you want to know how to build a community and how not to build it, you just got the primer for success. Make sure to follow Christina Garnett on social too. There's more there there. And please follow this podcast and leave us a review. We have so many more great episodes on the way, plus some in the rearview mirror, and all to make sure you have what you need to be the successful event profs you're meant to be. You can find Hublo online at hublo.com, on social at Hublo, on Twitter at Hublo Connect, and everywhere by using our hashtag Hublove. That's Hublo V-E. Okay, I'm going to hang up now. So after I say bye, you say bye, okay? On the count of three. One, two, three, bye. Event Profs Cast is brought to you by Hublo Technologies. Thank you for listening. You can visit us online at www.hublo.com.